Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with Jun Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. We are back in what is undoubtedly going to be one of the most miserable podcasts of the Roma Press Podcast that Andy and myself have ever done. We hope that you are doing well. We hope you had a good weekend. I, I, I can't imagine that... Many had a great Sunday, Andy, because that was that's the, that, that's the risk when you have the early match. Yeah, um, it basically has the ability to ruin your entire day, depending uh, <laughs> upon, of course, how invested you are. I don't even know where in the world to start beyond the fact that I mean, I'm in Veneto at the moment, and I just want to thank whatever our higher power, force, God, ether, whatever it was. They delayed my layover. My flight uh, in Paris got delayed. So I wasn't even remotely tempted to go to the stadium when I flew into Venezia, which I can only thank whatever higher power is out there that intervened and made this layover flight get delayed by half of an hour. I therefore missed um, the chance to go to the stadium to watch Roma fall to Venezia. Where can we start? Where do you want to start? There's really no right place because it all sucks. <laughs> yeah, it all sucks. Uh, well, no, 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 not really. I mean, uh, we are we are in the international breaks, you know. So now is the time <laughs> to. That's the good thing about it is that you can distance yourself from it. You can, you know, you can find something else to do. You can watch the NFL or whatever, and uh, and just forget about this crap sport and this crap team and um <laughs> no but really honestly it was you know it's a it, it was it was a shocking result because you expected you know uh, the team to end it on a positive note and i thought when they went you know up by two goals they came back from being one down um came back with with two really nice goals I thought that was it, you know. I thought that okay, you know, this is it. This is this is where they sort of, you know, put their foot on the pedal and accelerate. And second half, you know, they'll they'll see the match through. I have to say, and again, you know, this is probably gonna be I don't know controversial. I don't even know why it's controversial. When I think it's it should be talked about more the 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 role referees half played in terrible in, in, oh my in God. these Roma matches ever since that Udinese terrible. game remember when when Pellegrini got the second yellow yep. incorrectly after that game you watch the string of results where you can you know you can say Roma pr- played crap and I'll say that I'll be the first one to say that Roma played crap but I'll also be the first one to say that hey 
don't you see also the you know the extent to which referees uh, uh, play in, in in these games it seems like ever since the Dudinese game that's where it all started you'll see it right after that Lazio and then that all that Juve Napoli I mean it's 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 there for the taking I mean it's it's right there for everybody to see and and it's you know again I'm not the I'm not the, uh, somebody who's gonna come out here and say oh you know it would it would have been a whole different story had the referee not been there or done that or something but the referee always will play a role always you know he he's there he's there he's got a job to do and his job impacts the game to a degree. And there is a degree to which, you know, Roma are responsible for their own actions, for where, you know, you play like crap, you don't deserve a result, fine, okay, let's move on. And that I can accept. I cannot accept, and I think that Roma overall cannot accept, and that's why it's been so frustrating recently, is that not only are they struggling by themselves, there is also that that pressure where you're like, okay, what what's next? What am I going to, you know, you go from seeing how Maresca uh, refereed the Milan game to how Aureliano refereed the Venezia game. Yeah. I mean, if I were, I don't know, Ibanez, I would have shot myself right there and right. then, you know, yeah. Cristante sees, you know, the, that decision being made, I would have just pulled the gun and shot myself right there on the pitch. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, it, it's just, to me, it's it's shocking, and it's also shocking to see that people have this reaction to how these games have been played, you know, where the team was bad or, you know, or lacked effort or lacked quality because, you know, we saw effort in the big games. We didn't see that same effort in the games against smaller sides. But there is this sort of reaction where it's, Oh, you know, if you if you point to refereeing, you got you've got a loser mentality. Refereeing is part of the game, just as 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 players' performances are part of the game, just as a coach's decisions are part of the game. Everything goes into that equation, which then gives you the final product of a result. And I think that you know it's it's not a bad thing to say, and it doesn't really you know uh, sort of take the blame off anybody at Roma, if I say that these games in in recent weeks all have refereeing episodes going against the team. And um and that will always affect the result. I mean, you know, you you look at how say a team like Milan, you know, a team like Milan that yes, you know, over these last two years has played wonderful football and they've created something solid for the long term. They've invested in in players that sort of fit the project and everything's beautiful and nice and, and flowery. But then you go digging a bit more. See how many, you know, how many, you know, maybe not even pro Milan decisions, but just like right decisions, correct decisions were made where, say, a penalty was granted to them or a penalty was not whistled against them because, I don't know, there wasn't enough contact or something. And and they got a result out of that, you know, because they managed to slip by, you know, they managed to, I don't know, win a game by, by one goal because of a penalty 
or maybe you know a, a, an opponent didn't get a, a, a penalty called in the final minutes and and that resulted in a win you know it, it will always that will always come up at a certain point and for me it's um this Venezia game yes it was uh you know another example of a, a Roma team that just when when things go wrong they cannot they they have a really hard time regrouping very hard time and they they sort of all of a sudden they forget what their strengths are you mm, know they point. forget uh, what is it that we that we trained uh, at trigoria what is it that we went over you know everybody even more everybody starts playing for themselves it seems like everybody starts taking one two uh, extra touches that didn't need didn't need to be taken and and that slows the team down that you know gives the opponent a bigger boost in terms of morale in terms of belief and taking the result home and that's exactly what happened you know you you face the team that was struggling a team that sort of i think more or less knows that they're bound to go back to serie b but as soon as you gave them that chance they went for it and you didn't you know you you went up everybody expected you to to close the match and you didn't take advantage and 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 that will cost you just as a, as the referee can cost you that's the thing right so if you're not watching every single match if you're not watching every minute of these matches and then you come across because i i, I saw many of those both in and outside of the uh, Italian media, when Tiago Pinto gave that interview uh, to Sky Sport and Roma, they published it on their website. And it is him complaining about the decisions going against Roma. And if you are not watching every single match, but then that interview comes across your timeline and you open it up, you would think that Roma, Mourinho, the players, so on and so forth, are using refereeing decisions as an alibi that they're using it as a crutch that they're using it as an excuse whatever word you want to use but to your point okay and this is where football uh, much like uh, basketball yeah where like a refereeing decision can lead to points you know um for refereeing the nba they whistle fouls against you the other team gets free throws and they can score off that football is the exact same way with these penalty decisions and the thing that bothers me most, and I'm sure many others feel this way, with VAR, wasn't all of this, not all of this, but wasn't a lot of this stuff supposed to go away? Wasn't this all supposed to be, the refereeing was now going to be almost like a secondary part yeah. of the discussion. We were going to remove the yeah. referee. Instead of them being a focal point, a protagonist of the match, They are yeah. they are now going to operate in the background because they now have assistance to help them with these controversial decisions, okay? But now, okay, I would make the argument, and especially if you look over this past week because it's been even in the Champions League, yeah? Um, I almost feel as if it has gotten worse. And you know why I feel that way? is because whether or not, um, and I don't know if this is necessarily a City A thing, I, I don't watch many other leagues. So anybody else watching the Premier League, Bundesliga, so on and so forth, maybe you can answer and enlighten me on this. But is it only in City A, Andy, where because they do the refereeing designations two to three days before a, a match day, they, they announce it. 
it feels like we are the only league where we look at that thing and we start analyzing it. And then we not only analyze it, okay, when we see a particular name, we get a physical reaction from a referee, not yeah, only now from the one I on said, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not only from the one on the pitch, but now, okay, the one that is also doing the VAR. Yep. You already because, know that, yeah, you already yeah. know what it means to an extent. You already know, as you see the name Mazzolini, oh, you know, you, you already have an idea of what awaits you. And that's really, right. you know, that's that's what VAR is not about. It's supposed to be about people behind the scenes, overseeing, supervising, supporting the referee on the pitch, you know, correcting certain decisions. But um I I feel like in in Serie A, especially you know you you look at uh, say that 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 Juve Inter match with the with the questionable final Alexandro, call. Alexandro, yeah, and everything. Then, and then Pellegrini the next week. I mean, how, how does that happen? Yeah, and it's and 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 those decisions and those and and those people all of a sudden take center stage. I mean, they you know it's they're not supporting actors anymore. Um, that's why you know. That's why I say that I, I I totally understand when when people want to you know confront this team about just not being good enough and that's totally fine because this team didn't play well enough they I I believe they deserve to lose against Venezia, um, but at the same time a referee is there and a system like the VAR is there for a certain reason and when that goes against you. You know, in a where where you can clearly see this is you know this 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 call is not right. Or say in the conference league against Bodo, same thing. Roma played like crap. Did the referee uh, uh, did, did the referee fail to do his job by not calling those those two uh, uh, um, handballs that would have granted Roma two penalties? You know, that's again. You can play like crap, but you have to give me the call. A referee is not supposed to, you know, hand calls based on the performance. Oh, you've got 60% of possession, but you only have 17 shots on on, on, on goal, but only three on target. That's not enough. Um, then I'm not going to grant you the penalty. That's not, you know, that's, that's no, that's not the way it's supposed to work. And, and um, that's why I'm saying it's for me, when I'm looking at these recent results, it's frustrating because yes, Roma have just not been up to it. They they lose themselves way too easily. They they lose their heads, and 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 that's not something that you want to see this early on in the season. Fine, perfect. You know that's that. Yeah, but then there is also the part of me that is also frustrated at the fact that there is this sort of uncontrollable force where no matter how hard you try, no matter what you do, whether you play very well or you play like shit. Um, it's gonna bite you in the ass, and there's that 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 uncontrollable force at some point in time will have an impact on how the game unfolds. That has been every single game since that Udinese. You will find an episode where you point it out and you say that there that the game could have could have changed right there and then, and um and and or it was changed right there and then going against you that's you know that that's the thing is i wouldn't i don't like to sit here and, and analyze both both things i don't want to sit here and talk about also the refereeing i shouldn't be here so i should be here focusing on roma but at the same time you watch a game like like the one we watched against venezia 
and there is that factor that slowly but surely creeps into the match and in the second half was full of it yes without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies, count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a US based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Well, let, let's go there then. 15 minutes on the referee, but unfortunately that's where, where we are at with this. So I have to tell you, the first half especially when you add into it the refereeing decisions, okay? I was actually really encouraged because, you know, uh, how many times have we seen Roma, they go down to, a, they're, they're playing away from home, playing a team low in the table, they go down early, and then it's just a shit show from there. I thought they actually showed fantastic stuff in the first half. I thought Tammy Abraham had, even without the goal, I thought that was one of his most lively, effective performances. The goal was, uh, in the first half at least, for me, the, the, the cherry on top of the cake. Eldor, man, nice this, match, yeah. Yeah, but man, in the second half, oh my, I, I'm trying not to curse, but my gosh, I don't even know where to start because that was just a capitulation of, I, I mean, epic proportions. Uh, defensively a mess in attack you know generally when you could see three goals you're thinking to yourself my word the defense was a mess i was actually more uh, upset i think by the attack in the second half because they were so yeah. easily getting into positions in the first half that in the second half it, it was almost as if they just turned it off i mean of course i am worried about the defense um i don't even know where to start though and then we can go to the the post match after Mourinho, man um I'm not going to be one of those people because I think it loses you're losing perspective if you're if you if you're talking about sacking the guy if you're talking about just all of these things okay I I think it's ridiculous however that doesn't mean he's free from criticism even if that means I have to deal with the 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 crazy uh, so a small faction of the crazies that have the fan dedicated anonymous twitter accounts to him uh, listen I think there are some things you can levy against him that are a criticism. Andy, the thing I don't like, okay, when he was asking for this midfielder, okay, starting in July, he talked about we were missing something in the midfield. We're missing something in the midfield. We're missing something in the midfield. Now, what happens? They bring in all of these guys except for a midfielder that he wants, yeah? And we all know who it is, right? It was Akadia. That was the guy that they wanted for, for months and months and months. He doesn't arrive. Okay, and then the first week of August, it kind of looks like Mourinho has – sort of like turned a corner and he said, you know what? This club did an amazing job in the summer. I have no room to complain. That Wasn't that his quote like verbatim, yeah? Like I have no... Something like uh, that. 
yeah, it, it was basically, you know, they I did all they could. And I'm, I should yes. be grateful that they were able to respond to the necessities that, you know, came up unexpected necessities given Spinazzola's injury, Zeka's decision to to leave uh, two weeks away from, from the start of the season. So, yeah, that's that's what, and he repeated that throughout, I think, the first week of, of the season. So, yes. Um, so, but, so, but it was basically, I, I know you and I were not reading the exact quote, but we both agree that he was extremely complimentary of Tiago Pinto, of the yeah, club, yeah, yeah. the freakins of what they did. I really don't like how he has essentially done a 180 degree turn on this now to wherein he's not only criticizing the team, but he's also it's not a direct criticism, but it's it's basically him making it clear that not enough was done. And I have to say, I, I really don't like that because we're still operating in the COVID stuff. We all know the the, the, the roster issues that plague this team ever since uh, Ramon Monchi stepped foot into this club, okay? And I have a very hard time believing, Andy, that that Friedkin, okay, during these secret discussions uh, in London, when they're presenting and laying out the project to Mourinho, I have a very hard time believing that if Mourinho said in these meetings, hey, I need nine of the starting 11 overhauled, that Friedkin would have realistically agreed to that because one look, you don't have to be an accountant, okay? One look at Roma's financial public statements, and it will become abundantly clear that you are working under limited, uh, a limited capacity. Your means to which you can change this team, uh, you, you have some constraints both financially um, and just from a world economy perspective. Yeah, I... I Think you mean to that. tell me that the Mourinho fans who are constantly talking about uh, the coach getting his six new players in January are going to be disappointed when in <laughs> January we're going to maybe bring in one player? I have to tell you, man, <laughs> it's so funny you mentioned that. I got into a back and forth with somebody, okay, because, uh, they, they, of course, I, I get accused of being, you know, like anti-Mourinho for some reason by these, by some of these dweebs for some reason. Okay, I have never once, I, if anything, I've probably kissed his ass far too much. But I said, we were talking about the roster, and I said, you know, there's only so much they can do. Um, oh, that's what it was. When they complained about the Diawara and some of the other guys being sent into the stands, um, I was saying, well, you know, yeah, they may, you know, Mourinho may not rate them, but if you look at their financial impact on Roma's books, okay. This this is a big story. This is a big deal. I mean, Diawara is still on there for, I think, ten or eleven. I got to look at that amortization schedule that I have created. I don't I don't have it pulled up at the moment, but he's still on there for big money, okay. Uh, 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 VR, okay, not on there for big money, but he was playing a big role. Mahoral was playing a big role, the leading goal scorer mm -hmm, last season, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and basically, okay, they have guys who were at one time important. Whether they are now at the moment. That's not what I'm saying. At one point, all of these guys, okay, except Reynolds, they were important. I mean, all within the last 12 months for Roma. I mean, Kumbula, look at his look at his impact on on Roma's books. And the one guy responded to me uh, with something like, "Well, Pinto would do well to sell them." And I'm thinking, Duh, you think like, <laughs> oh, is it that easy? Oh, that's it. Oh, okay. Well, my word. I, you know, you know. 
Federico Fazio. Tiago, did you know you could sell that guy? Santon, did you know you could well, sell hey, him? Apparently, apparently for Mourinho, a guy like Bruno Perez or Juan Jesus oh, could have oh, come in handy. Oh, I think that I, was, you know, when I was transcribing that, I, in that particular moment, I was like, am I... There's am no I, way he said this. Yeah, hold I, on. Let me, let me you know, am I transcribing the wrong thing? Is this... Did it, was this is this like some troll? Some like you know somebody broke into the studio and just replaced uh, Mourinho's words with like just like random gibberish. Then yeah, you know, I... made up words that came up and it was randomly you know it got Bruno Perez and Juan Jesus as the first words to come out. I mean that's <laughs> you know it would have been ha- come in handy to have the likes of Bruno Perez Juan Jesus. Man, you know that. What I, you know, for me, I'm again, I'm uh, I'm I'm not gonna be somebody who kisses uh, Mourinho's ass, but I'm not gonna be the one who criticizes him. Also, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm I'm in the middle. I knew what we signed up for. This is it, okay? This is the communi- the guy's communication style, especially a place like Roma. That's what he's gonna do. You know, he talked shit at Inter where he had a really strong lineup. He talks shit at Real Madrid. He talks shit everywhere he went. You know, that's 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 his thing. Um I also appreciate by the way the sudden all of a sudden this this beautiful wave of revisionism regarding Paulo Fonseca, his communication. Oh my gosh, that was how I was going to end it. Whole fucking his coach. Okay. His coach. You know, I hate to be the one that says, oh, I hate to be the one that says, but you know, I was here. I repped Fonseca. I said what he was doing was really admirable. What he was doing was really making the best of what he had at his disposal. And did we hear him make a peep when he had to, say, play with Mancini as a central midfielder, with Borja Mayoral as a starting striker, who I, at that time was incognito because... We didn't know what we, we could expect from a guy who played at Levante with Jeko out because Jeko was, you know, on his period and Morning, whatnot. Yeah. Um, well, funny how that works now. Jesus. Did I, I seriously, any, I, I really challenge anybody to find me an interview where Fonseca was outright, you know, dismissing certain players. That's, you know, and that's fine because, that you know, those are two different coaches. Sure, Mourinho has all the trophies in the world and the history speaks for itself. I just want to point out that now all of a sudden there is this, oh, maybe, you know what, maybe it wasn't such a bad job that Fonseca did. Oh, no shit. No shit. You know, the guy, reinv- you know, the guy invented Ibanez. All of a sudden Ibanez became a starter. You know, something that he wasn't when he came on here. He invented VR, you know, having a really wonderful time uh, unexpectedly from the second division comes in. All of a sudden he finds him a role, gets him to play the way, you know, has Diawara perform like like he was back at, at Bologna. So I'm just saying, we had somebody that had a completely different com- style of communication, and sure, uh, you know, that's that's that that's history. Mourinho, for me, he has to do something. He needs to shut up about certain things because you know it. 
it comes to a point where, yeah, that might be, you know, by saying something, you may get it. But at Roma, it doesn't work that way. You know, yeah, we're and not... hold on, but just to interject very quickly, is anybody really challenging? I, for me, I, I think it's more just no. the fact that he said that because he's not wrong on most of these things. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's... um. Again, it, it, it's it again. He made it sound like you know. He said, "Oh, the only one that I that I really wanted was the goalkeeper." Okay, pal. Great. That's thank you. But it, that was said and done in July. Okay, we're in November. You just lost to Venezia. Talk about that. Talk about going forward. Um, and, and to me, that's the only, you know, that's the main thing is, is that I believe in Mourinho. And I think that as a lot of people pointed out, as a lot of even, you know, you know, ex-players pointed out, this is, he needs time. He emphasized, he emphasized time. I do believe that he's going to get the time because you don't invest on a personality like Mourinho and uh, be like after five months, okay, thank you very much. Uh, you know, Yakini, can you? Yeah, Yakini, right. can you oh, come gosh, in? Okay, no. thank you very much. Um, no, you 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 don't do that. The, you know, the, Mourinho is gonna is gonna stay here. He's gonna do his thing, and we'll he will figure it out. For me, the important thing is that you know there is a change in how he addresses some of the issues that sure are gonna. Yeah, they're they're gonna persist. If you expect for a twenty year old in Kumbulla to be consistent when you're having him six games on the bench, one game as a starter, one game as a substitute, back on the bench, back on the stands as a starter, back on the bench, you know, it, it, that's not gonna work. If you're gonna come out on, uh, after the game and say, "Oh, Milan have Tonali and Bakayoko, I have uh, VR," so. Paulo Fonseca had VR as an undisputed starter for f- four straight months. That was who he had because of injuries, because of 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 of, of, uh, of a short, even shorter roster, or an even more useless one, to that degree. So, and 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 he didn't say nothing. So I, you know, for me, that's that has to change. There has to be a a point where he just accepts it. Because you have to. This is what you you're working with. He'll figure it out. You know, this is a manager who's won everywhere. He's he's done everything he could with you know players like Pandev um, and you know Balotelli, uh, who as talented as he was, he was also crazy, and he made it work. So I'm you know I'm convinced that he will find a way to sort of restabilize this ship. You know, find a way to to have certain players perform when now they're not. That's that's totally fine. But but that has to come along with a certain style of communication. I don't want you know. I can still accept his shit talking because that's what he does. But you know, there is a difference between shit talking and complaining. And and complaining after a loss at Venezia when you were two one up. Is not gonna cut it. Is is just not gonna cut it, even if your name is Jose Mourinho. Yeah, I think it's that simple. Um, and again, just to be clear, and I know 
a certain faction might take that as criticism, or it is criticism, but it's not like we are sitting here, you and I, saying, give Mourinho the sack. I mean, that is stupid, in my opinion. I think that's absolutely stupid to even consider at this moment, okay? I think a lot of this really, on how you are feeling at the moment, I think it really just depends on how uh, you tempered your expectations going into this season. I think... I don't even remember what we predicted, but I, I'm pretty sure we said fourth or maybe fifth. No, so, I, said, I didn't say, no, for sure I didn't say fourth. Because I, I would have remembered that I said fourth. No, it probably I don't remember why I said the lines so of fifth. If, if somebody just happens probably to go back and listen, of, yeah. let me know. But mm-hmm. I know I didn't say top three, okay? So basically, regardless, if we said four, five, six, seven, that's okay. We're not, we're not talking about a dramatic drop here. We did, it's not like we said 12th. With that in mind, you at least are factoring in some bumps in the road. You are factoring in a period of adaptation. You are factoring in a whole host of things that come with a new manager. We have to remember, Tiago Pinto has been at Roma for 10 months now. Ownership group, they are here for what, 15 months now? Uh, Mm -hmm. Still 14 and a half, I think, okay? Mm -hmm. So if you were thinking that Roma were going to challenge for the Scudetto, which you know, more, more power to you. I didn't think that. You didn't think that. I, I would say most people didn't think that. But if you did, you're probably devastated right now. But you and I, at least, and I would say the majority of Roma supporters along with us, at least factored in, okay, uh, there are going to be some bumps, some bruises. This is going to be very ugly at times. But there people are going to say, oh, but then you didn't need to go for Mourinho if you're going to have the same path as you did with Fonseca. The idea, though, is different, you know. With with Fonseca, it was it was bound to be short term. You know, I even I was even surprised that he lasted two years just because of how many things went around and it, when he was there. You know, he didn't have a sporting. He had a, he had one sporting director. Then he didn't have one for months. Then he had a sporting director, but he had a completely different ownership. You know, and 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 um, now I think this is. With Mourinho coming in, it had to be long term because you just don't have the players to go for short term success. You don't, you know. Uh, Inter with with Conte. Conte was complaining all year long in his first year, but Inter were in a position that allowed them to go for the likes of Eriksen, Barella, uh, Sanchez. You know, guys splashing money here and there or if not for for the price tag then on the salary if not for the salary then on com- agent commissions they they got him the players that he wanted for short term success and they got it but now the inter are back to sorting themselves out they don't know who they are are they scudetto contenders are they challenging for a champions league spot with mourinho with this squad it was never gonna be, you know, challenging. And 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 I understand that. Well, you're still not supposed to lose to Venezia. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's for sure. That's you know, ups and downs. Sure, this is very very low. Uh, I still don't know if this is the lowest one can go. I think I like to see people, you know, with different. Roma backgrounds, meaning when they started cheering for the team, saying, "Oh, this is the lowest." Because I mean, every time I think about the the lowest, then I'm like, you know, flashbacks to the Vietnam War, 
Uh, <laughs> I don't I even see. know if this period enters my top 100. I mean, nah, come on. Man. I mean, you know, I, I remember when I was a kid crying at certain results just because of how painful they were. So this is definitely not going to cut it. Um, but it, it's that. Yeah, sure. It, it, it shouldn't happen. It's not supposed to happen. Team played like crap. But I think that it's it's unfortunately inevitable. And I think that's one of the things that Mourinho was right about in what he said after Venezia. And I'm glad he said it. He said, oh, we all knew going into the season that was this was going to be a season that hurts uh, l'anima e il corpo, the, yes. the soul and the body. And yes. that's that's perfect. Okay, I yes. love to hear him say that, but at the same time, he himself has to accept it because he says one thing, but then sort of, you know, he says, oh, this is time, time, time. But then he goes, you know, exactly. he goes against yes. his own words by saying, oh, I don't have the players to win. Uh, and it's, I completely understand. This is a guy who was working for Florentino Perez. So, you know, a guy that you say, oh, I like, I like that guy. And he just, you know, throws in, a bundle of money and gets the player. Um, and it doesn't matter if, if the player will, will, I don't know, you know, show, show what he's capable of or not. It's an investment. He's making it. Boom. Now he's, he's at Roma where he's, you know, he's got the option of, uh, starting Ibanez at left back because Vina is not there and Calafiore is not there or Trippi. That's, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the real situation. So he says one thing, but then in his attitude, obviously, it comes out that nature of the of the winner, the winner that wants to have, you know, the the top players. And he, unfortunately, you're not gonna get them. Unfortunately, maybe one day you'll be able to to coach better players. Maybe one day you'll be able to coach a team that is more uh, used to winning, or you know, or has a different mentality when they go down. Right now, this is not that team. Your job is to facilitate that transition and be the one that guides this team through that transition. Um, so, all in all, again, just you know, to sum it up, shut up, Jose. You have to shut up and work. And I told you know, you have the pedigree to talk, but this is a setting that I think calls for a different attitude. This is not Manchester United where you say respect, respect, respect. This is Roma, and you're going to encounter, you know, different problems of different proportions to your previous jobs. You you got this opportunity for different reasons than the ones before. You have to accept that this is this is not win now. This is not win now. You said it yourself. Believe it. Completely agree. I, I don't think there's anything more I can add. I think that's a perfect way to end it. Again, we're not here calling for anybody to be sacked. This is going to be painful at times. I know we were all excited, and then the first month comes, they do really well. Um, we probably got unbalanced a bit, but you know what? That's okay. We've had a lot of shit moments, and we're in one right now, but you know what? We'll, we'll get past it. This, this is not that bad. It's really not. They're within arm's length, okay, of the Champions League place. Uh, relax this week, everybody. T t take some time away. We, uh, we'll be back later in the week. Relax. Enjoy yourself. Extra glass of wine or something. We will, uh, we will get through this. Again, this really isn't that bad. So we will chat again in a few days. Uh, until next time, ciao. Ciao.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game-changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.